welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Flora. And my name is Fauna. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are real-life zookeepers, and each week we'll, we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's get grimy. Let's get season two grimy. <gasps> Fauna, how was your season finale week? Oh, good. Um, it's been a whirlwind. Ooh. We've had some really good responses from our... Oh my god. Of course my cat chooses right now to shit. He always does. Thank you. <laughs> he does. He literally runs across the house when he like sees me setting up to record. And he's like, time to shit? He's gotta get ready um, and loose and limber for <laughs> listening reasons. God. He's also the worst at covering, so he just like paws at the wall. Like <laughs> some dunce. <sighs> Wonderful. Uh, no, my week was good. Um, I'm trying to think of like anything at all entertaining happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I do have something. Uh, so I was reaching, I was bending down and reaching to grab like a, thank you Tucker for screaming, uh, reaching to grab a pair of clippers, like uh, to cut some brows. Yeah. And <laughs> I was just trying to be helpful. And like, we all know how that goes. Not well. And, um, as I was reaching down, like, I was, like, full of conviction, too. I was like, I'm going to cut some brows and, like, drop my head down, like, a 90-degree angle and immediately bashed my eyeball on an eyeball. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was a real bummer. Um, it was, like, full force, too. Like, I was like, time to cut brows. Whoosh, and just, like, cracked myself right in the eyeball. Luckily, my eyelid was closed. Um, however, it hurt real bad. I felt my, like, eye moving around. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I feel like there's some kind of weird pun with, like, eyeballs and eye bolts, but I'm not smart enough or punny enough to, like, think of it. It's actually the title of my autobiography. <laughs> eyeballs and eyeballs. Eyeballs and eyeballs. Yeah. Um, it just, it sucked, man. How I, um Things in I your eyeballs really... is, like, a bad move. Like, I don't like it. Yeah, it's, I think most people just, that's on their top five to avoid list. Mm. Um, mm. And I don't really bruise very easily, and so it's not even like I got a like noticeable injury from it i was just complaining about like this like phantom injury right i was like oh my eye hurts and i just look like a normal person right um but it was stupid nonetheless and like it just figures man we've talked about this before but like 99 percent of the injuries we have are all just like stupid workplace hazards that are easily avoidable uh that was my week and that was fun nice Uh, what about you um, well, I've been sick, so if I sound disgusting, number one, that's just mm-hmm. my voice, but if you hear me coughing, <laughs> I'm hopefully going to edit that out, but I'm overcoming some kind of illness, and I have Ugh, congratulations cough drops that I will not eat while I'm recording, because you'll just hear it, like, teeth clacking, which is gross. Ooh. Um, and then, I don't know, man, I think that walks the line of, like, <laughs> horrifying sound and just, like, ASMR goldmine. It's <laughs> just some teeth, just some... Gentle teeth clacking. Um, but as everybody knows, I quit my job, and I'm, like, temporarily yes. not a zookeeper, but also I got a new job. I just haven't started it yet. Um, yes. But in the interim, I'm working at a dog kennel, and it just, like, occurred to me the other day that we say just things, and of course I'm sure, like, doctors, police officers, I'm sure in their day-to-day they say some really weird stuff, too. But just, like, your mm-hmm. general blue-collar worker does not ever utter the words that we say on the clock 
So there was just... Uh, nor should they. Right. Like, even just at the dog kennel, there's this black dog, and his name is Louie, and all he does is hump his sister. And so I was just like, Louie, stop humping your sister! And then I was just like, man, not a lot of people say that Mm-mm, during their work day. And then back in the day, you know, just watching, like, Potter, the Red River Hog, I would just go to our boss at the end of the day and be like, so Potter's vulva is super swollen, like, I think she's gonna give birth tonight. Or Martha the Springbok. I was like, yeah, she has, like, a lot of swelling. And mm-hmm. I've just been looking at her vagina all day, and she just looks ready to go. <laughs> I know. I'm right there with you. I had this, like, weird coincidence where, like, three of the females in my section were about to give birth at the same time. And so I just had, like, hundreds of pictures of, like, <laughs> yeah. exotic animal vaginas on my yes. phone. And I would go around and show people and be like, look, it's a little more swollen today, right? And there's, like, some fluid, and, like, it's getting, like pretty red yes <laughs> pretty ready some nipple swelling and oh yeah always and you just sit there and you're like i can see a movement behind the vagina. and then you're just like sitting at lunch and you're like yeah he had some really good fecal today like there wasn't any yeah. like um mucus or anything it was really solid poop and everyone else is just like i'm sorry do what <laughs> yes or like oh yeah there's like an increase in like masturbation lately so just something <laughs> yeah. to keep an eye on yeah. <laughs> like no like, no, please, God, no. Ugh, they didn't finish their food, and they left a rotting, maggot-filled carcass in their pool that I had to fish out with my bare hands. Anyway, mm-hmm. how's that sandwich from a Subway? It looks really good. <laughs> I love their sweet onion chicken teriyaki. Uh, so good. Subway. Sponsor us. Subway, eat fresh. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so that was that was my week. Um, cool. So, yeah, this is our first episode of season two, which hopefully we'll stop saying now. Like, we'll just call it by the number. I'm so over saying all those words a lot. Um, but this was voted by our Patreon members. Mm-hmm. And they suggested, and then they voted on their own suggestions. And they voted for Hyena. Mm. Which... Nice. I just don't really know why. Like, I think of all the things. I mean, I get that Hyena have... A pseudo penis, but like, what else can we say about the pseudo penis that hasn't already been said? You know, I think people just can't get enough of a pseudo penis. Is the thing, right? Maybe that's what it is. So we'll get into mm-hmm. that a little later. Later, save it to the end because that's the that's the good stuff. I'd have to that's say. the main event. <laughs> so just keep the words pseudo penis and maybe just like clitoris in mind. We're gonna go on a history lesson. That involves genitalia. It's not history at all. It's just about genitals. Um, and yeah, we're going to dig into the hyena. I can't wait. This was the, uh, this is the, the cut episode of Magic School Bus that never aired. Yeah. <laughs> I have been just putting a lot of questionable things in my search engine today. Right, um, right. Just mainly just like clitoris, like width of the clitoris. Location of the clitoris. Just joking. I know where it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, let's get into this the shit, man. Kingdom phylum mm-hmm. class order. We've got animal, chordate, mammal, carnivore. Hyenas are carnivores. Mm, nice. They are in the suborder Filiformia. So, these guys are actually in the cat-like carnivore family. They are not in the dog-like carnivore family, which is cool. a little surprising. Um, and mm-hmm. then they're in their own family, which is the hyena day. Oh, that's legit. That's on the nose. 
Um, mm-hmm. So there are actually only four species in this family of hyenidae. So this is one of the smallest families in mammalia, um, cool. which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So just genetically speaking, these guys are felines. If you think of a hyena, a lot of people, they're just like thinking a dog. They make kind of make dog noises. Um, and it just... In general, their behavior and what we know of their behavior and what we know of them and their body, it's really similar to canines, but they are not a canine. So this is another instance of convergent evolution, um, which we've talked about before. That's when two totally unrelated species have evolved similar features um, just to fit their niche, which is kind of cool. So ain't a dog. It's so cool. Look, Look like a dog, act like a dog, ain't no dog. He a cat. Like. I feel like we talked about this before, and I don't know, in a past episode, maybe no, we, we like, totally touched did. on it. Yeah, we did. Okay, I'm glad that we're clearing up whatever the hell we said previously. Yeah, because <laughs> there's convergent evolution and then divergent evolution, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of a little bit of the opposite, sort of, but... I love them both. They're like nature's magic trick. I love evolution in general because it's just real and exists, and that's cool. I love evolution because Charles Darwin kind of stole it from some other guy and took all the credit. Charles Darwin is our dad. (laughs) What an underhanded thing for dad to do. (laughs) Daddy, why are you like this all the time? Daddy, why? Um, speaking of, speaking of old daddy, so (laughs) these guys (laughs) are found up to 22 million years ago. Um, Woof. And... This old timey hyena was even more dog like, um, pretty much just like a jackal. It was like super thin and just doggy in mm. all of its ways. Um, 10 to 12 million years ago, they kind of diverged. Two of them kind of broke off. There was the dog like hyenas, but then there was bone crushing hyenas. Dope. <laughs> uh, and they just, well, they got like a little bit thicker and just their face. <laughs> um, Got adapted for, I don't know, bone crushing. Um, Thick boys. Yeah, they got beefy. And then climate change just, like, murdered all of the dog-like hyenas. So then we just got left with the bone crushing guys. So um, just about five million years ago, they were the totally dominant scavenger of that time period. Um, the They were also fucking massive. Um, there mm-hmm. was the, I don't know, Pachycroda. Sure, that's a crazy old timey hyena name he weighed 240 pounds um and he just straight up crushed elephant bones with his face yeah i'm speechless yeah he (laughs) ate elephant bones that's some that's some mad max kind of stuff man i mean hyenas running around the desert with what's that guy's name tom hardy yeah tom hardy who knows Mm. was it mel gibson in the original sure but tom hardy's way cuter let's stick with that one oh uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Feelings. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Feelings. <laughs> um, so these days, there are actually four species, like I said, of hyena living today. Um, they are the spotted hyena, which everyone is mm-hmm. most familiar with. The striped hyena, which people are a little less familiar with. The brown hyena, which I had never even fucking heard of. And then the mm-hmm. wolf, which for some reason is a hyena. Oh, what? Yeah, who knew? Seriously? Uh, dead serious. I thought that was a cryptid. <laughs> it's... Alive and well and is a hyena, even though its name is Ardwolf, which is stupid. It sounds like a mixture between Aardvark and Wolf. Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) 
You know what, Juana? Sometimes your genius just strikes me down, and like I just mm-hmm. can't even handle it. I know that's why I'm a, a strong part of this podcast team. <laughs> that's why you keep me around. That's so true. With these amazing notices of the world around me. Continue. So I want to touch base a little bit on each of these subspecies, but spotted is arguably the most known. But it's arguably the most interesting, so I'm going to focus on that one. Sorry, striped hyena, brown hyena, aardwolf fans, but you're going to get a taste of all of them. So aardwolf, again, he's more like this dog-like thing. They're very thin, very coyote in the face, Um, but he is in the hyena day. I think before they took him out and then they put him back in. But he's east and southern Africa is where he's found. His name means earth wolf. Which is cool. Mm. Um, but yeah. he is like the redheaded stepchild. He does not actually hunt large animals. He eats bugs. <laughs> oh, cute. He's an insectivore, so he's eating mostly insects and larvae. Um, but his just fave treat is that sticky termite that everybody loves to snack on. So he has a mm. really gross, long, sticky tongue. Um, like our friend the aardvark. So apparently they just, again. they just slap the word ard on anything that eats bugs. I don't know. I don't know, man. That tamanduo did the same thing oh, with shit. his horrible tube tongue. Gross. Why'd you bring that back up? Yuck. Because I had to. He's our blue-collar boy. So these guys are nocturnal, but again, it's just like a slim, little skinny bitch hyena, I guess. Um, oh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. So the brown hyena, which didn't exist until 30 minutes ago when I Googled it, is also called the strand wolf, and it is the rarest species of hyena. They are found in mm-hmm. Namibia, Botswana, Zimbabwe, South Africa, and he basically just a brown hyena. I mean, he is what he sound like, um, and he has a much longer, shaggier coat than mm. what you're probably picturing a hyena would have. Mm-hmm. Um, the striped hyena are found in North and East Africa, um, also the Middle East and Central Asia. He has stripes on his body. What? You heard it here first, guys. The striped hyena has stripes on his body but you know this is the reason we started this is to spread awareness um oh yeah awareness and and information so we'll get this thank god get this get ready hold on the spotted hyena mm-hmm. it's got motherfucking spots oh excuse me yeah like a, more than one like it's spotted <laughs> can you imagine if it's just one spot <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that'd be weird I don't like it. It would be weird. Like, would it be really big or just really small? Ugh, I hope it's tiny. I hope it's just, and like, just a like in the middle of its forehead. No, you have to find it. That's part of the game. You have to find its spot. They're all different. And once you find it, they give you the key to, I don't know. The treasure. The treasure. Yeah. <laughs> they give you that's one the... of the keys from Ready Player One and you, like, unlock, I don't know, Bill Gates' <laughs> house. Is that what happened in that book? Probably. Um, it's like, it's a, that's a side quest if I've ever heard one. Oh, God. Indeed. <laughs> This thing just appears and it's lit up and it's got a spot. It's like, find my spot. <laughs> Ugh, if we were playing Zelda, it'd be like, you know you gotta shoot that spot with an arrow. It's glowing. It's the only way to kill him. You know what? Why'd you gotta bring Zelda back into this? <laughs> you know I just got a Nintendo Switch and I've been obsessed with Breath of the Wild. Anyways, get back did. to the topic at hand. <laughs> okay. Um, or we'll get lost. So the spotted hyena is the funny laughing hyena that everybody talks about. It's the only one that makes that crazy noise. And they're found in sub-Saharan Africa. Um... So the brown, the spotted, and the striped, they kind of have really similar physical forms. The aardwolf is the one that's weird. but um, So body-wise, they have a kind of short torso, and they have that lower back end, the lower hindquarters. And their back oh, yeah. has that really noticeable slope. Um, so they all have that curved back. 
They have thick but short necks, very, very short necks. And mm-hmm. they do have non-retractable claws, so they're not that mm. cat-like. They have um, some nice ones like the cheetah, like we talked about, although those have semi-retractable. These have non-retractable. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, that helps running. Um, they have pretty big ears that help with hearing all sorts of things. Their tongues are really similar to felids in that they're rough, and they are really good at licking flesh off bone, of course. And then their dentition dentition is really specialized for just consuming bones and coarse stuff. So they got (laughs) just like bones for, I don't know, bone crushing. Bones for bone crushing. Teeth. Couple of bone boys, man. (laughs) What do you use your bones for? Bone crushing? Really? I use mine to eat Slim Jims, but that's fine. (laughs) To each their own. (laughs) Two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what, though? You know that Tamanda would be perfect for that Slim Jim. God damn it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, so just for fun, they have naked skin around their anus, and they can secrete <laughs> something white and creamy that they paste onto grass to mark territory. Here's a question. Here's an answer. By naked skin, <laughs> do you mean they just got a hole in their trousers? It's just hairless down there. They got asses oh, chaps see. on. I love it. God, they're really living life on the edge. They're like, they're like the cousin of the cheetah just gone wild, the black sheep of the family. They really are. Um, Coyote ugly indeed. So yeah, they're going to use this for territorial marking, although the aardwolf and the striped hyena also can spray this at will when they feel threatened. That's yucky. I don't like talking about that. Well, it does have a very strong odor, which is described as, I don't know, this I don't understand, so help me. It smells like boiling cheap soap or burning. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? I'm sorry. I'm not intimately familiar with the smell of boiling cheap soap. (laughs) I only use the best soap. So, in my boiling. I've only ever boiled the best soap. (laughs) And I haven't burned one thing ever. (laughs) Um, So that's like a weird thing. But apparently humans can um, smell it. (laughs) <laughs> up to meters away, which is, like, not that far. Ew. Like, a couple feet away. I don't know. <laughs> a couple feet away from just this massacre of snow. You're like, oh, what is that? Some cheap soap boiling? <laughs> what is that? Is that fucking cheapo out here with their fucking cheap soap? I hate this place. God. I just, like, most smells emitted by animals are not good. So, like, mm. I don't know what I expected you to say, but unpleasant was the top of the list. Right. Yeah. It's something else. Yeah. Um, And then just in general, the butt, the butt shape is really rounded and curved. Um, So that makes it. They make up bad. It makes it harder to get a grip on. It makes them actually look like they don't have an ass because it like tucks in. Um, (laughs) Baby ain't got no back. (laughs) Baby back is gone. Baby got that sloped back. (laughs) They do. They do. Okay. So now let me just talk a little bit more about spotted in general. Because they're just more fun. So let me just talk about their body shape. So the female is considerably larger than the male, which is fun. Oh, um, go, girl. In general, hyenas have super big hearts. <laughs> um, oh, like metaphorically or literally? Both. Oh, cute. Yeah. Um, it is 1% of their body weight. So oh, that kind of means nothing, except for ours is 0.3% of our body weight. And a lion's is 0.5% of their body weight. 
So that's a big uh. part in comparison to their body. Um, and that just helps them have a better endurance, basically, um, and just live life better than everyone else. Better endurance in life and in love. Oh, that's beautiful. That's cute. I'm going to get I that like, I'm just... tattooed <laughs> on my inner thigh. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Intimate. <laughs> unexpected <laughs> i just like imagine hyenas as like this biker gang of the animal kingdom yeah they're like super badass but like when you get to know them they're sweet little softies no they're metal as fuck and it's only gonna get more metal as we go um i mean but they like care about each other you know <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna let this uh we're gonna let this metaphor ride and see how it fits yeah um the girls sure do okay so uh, just in general, out of all carnivores, they have the most powerfully built skulls. <laughs> <laughs> Tight. Yeah. Um, there, there was, like, a bunch of numbers about bite strength. I don't fucking know what that means. But basically, they have 40% more bite pressure than a leopard. Ooh, that's pretty good. And in terms of bone crushing, they can out <laughs> bone crush a brown bear. <laughs> okay. That... They put, have two, they put a bear, or they put a brown bear and a hyena in a room, and they each gave him a uh-huh. bone, and they said, crush his bone. And the hyena did better. Every time. Yeah, but, like, does that just mean that it, like, crushed it to dust? Or did it mean that... Oh, homie just, doesn't like, ate that bone. It? No, the hyena, they eat the bone. They ate it. <laughs> so it just, like, chomped it and swallowed it, and the bear's just, like, gnawing on it? Yeah, I think bears only eat the marrow. I don't know a lot about bears. I did not research bears. Don't ask me any more mm. questions about bears. That's <laughs> the only thing that I wrote down about bears. But I do oh, know okay. that the hyena does consume all pieces of the bone. So just bone breaker wise, they got that shit on lock. Damn. Okay. Uh, they have even been known to crack open the long bones of a giraffe. Oh, yikes. That. Those are big bones. <laughs> yeah. That bone is like as thick as, I don't know, me. <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> just come up and crush you. You're like, oh, oh, oh God. No. <laughs> well, there I go. <laughs> So the spotted hyena is the largest of the four extant species. These guys can be anywhere from 37 to 65 inches long. They're about 36 inches tall at the shoulder. Um, Mm -hmm. And just an interesting thing about spotted hyenas, there's a lot of diversity depending on where they live, but they're not different subspecies of of spotted hyena. So they like thought there were because they're so different. They have different behavior they have different sizes they eat different stuff but they're the same so that's kind of interesting so um they found different weights so the ones living in the serengeti the female or the males could be anywhere from 89 to 121 pounds whereas the females were 98 to 141 Mm -hmm. um whereas in is it zambia is that a place or did i write down the wrong thing okay in zambia the males were 149 pounds and the females were 153 so that's like okay a pretty big difference and then they highest i think the biggest they'd ever found was like 198 pounds um god that's beefy which i think i mean basically that's like a whole female lion i think yeah it's pretty hefty it's like 60 percent bone crushing 30% sloped back. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, 10% just, like, chatter. I don't know. 9% chatter, 1% that one spot that's hidden from you. You're right. You're right. Oh, no. 0.5% that one spot. 0.5% smugness. (laughs) Oh, can we also add a percent for clitoris? Because that's coming. (laughs) And that needs to be Oh, you know what? You're so right. 10% clitoris. Yeah, about 10. That's good. 
Cool. Um, we're at one hundred and ten percent. You know, I think the clitoris is something otherworldly, so I think it deserves to be outside <laughs> right. the percentile range. The hyena exceeds expectations. <laughs> uh, so fur colorations, they're basically like brown, and they fucking have spots. They do have a spinal mane. The striped hyenas are super fluffy. Like, if you ever see one, which you probably don't because nobody cares about them. Um, they they can get very poofy, and when they're startled, they can get even poofier, and they're adorable, and they're just huge. And behaviorally-wise, they're totally different, so I'll kind of get into it a little bit later, but they're kind of more chill. Spotted or fucking insane. Cool. So if you had to go, like, hand-to-hand combat, like, pick a striped every time. Um... Okay, or they can be pale or gray-brown, sure, whatever. Okay, so let's get into genitals, because oh, finally this is what you all came for. This is why you voted. I fucking know it's why. Um, I have an entire page. It's just titled Clitoris, and this is because of you. It actually goes on to the second page. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Finally, it gets the attention it deserves. So the Ardwolf, the Brown, and the Striped Hyena, their crotch is regular. By that, what do you mean? Just just like a normal crotch. Like, if you just picture crotches, that's what they have. It's just fine. Cool. So the spotted hyena. Everyone. Wait, wait. Everyone, wait. Picture a crotch. (laughs) Got it? Okay, good. Like, if you look up regular crotch in the encyclopedia, that is what the hyena is. And we recommend it. (laughs) Join us in this horrific internet history. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they just got... It's fine. Everything about them is normal. The spotted hyena is the only one that's got fucking just ridiculous crotch shit going on. Okay. Cool. So the spotted hyena have what is referred to as a pseudo penis. Amazing. Pseudo meaning, I don't know, fake, false. Not a real one. Yeah. Not real dick. Um, They are not the only animal with a pseudo penis. So I think they're maybe the most notorious, um, but spider monkeys, you and I both work with spider monkeys. Mm-hmm. They got a pseudo penis for sure. Squirrel- Boy, do they. Squirrel monkeys have one and it's a binturong suit too, which I did not know. Oh, I've never looked at the underside of a binturong. No, I've never been less than six feet from a binturong. Yeah, same. I had to think about it, but yeah, same. Hmm, cool. Um, okay. So previously people saw this pseudo penis which I'll tell you what it is in a minute. Um, and they basically thought that hyenas were hermaphrodites, which means that they're simulta- simultaneously exhibiting both genders. They have male mm-hmm. and female parts at the same time, but that is not true. Um, they are different. Their genders are different. So their shit looks the same, but it ain't the same. Mm-hmm. So let's dig into just the clitoris, because that's what the pseudo penis really is. At the end of the day, it's this hyena's clit. Okay, cool. So the clitoris, let's just do a little bit of background because there's some people out there that don't know what it is. I know that you don't know what it is. Trust me, I know that you don't know what it is. Um, it is a female sex organ in mammals. Um, there's a couple of other animals that do have it. It said specifically the ostrich, which like I didn't de- delve deeper into, but that seems like so bizarre to just specify. It was like mammals yeah, a really and weird ostrich. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm, okay. So I didn't go down that journey yet. Um, and the penis is basically the equivalent to the clitoris mm-hmm. in, in mammals, in, in our sex organs. Um, in humans, the only visible part is called the glands, which is also what the tip of the penis is called, the glands. Um, so the clitoris in humans 
has no opening. Um, it does not have an opening of a urethra. It is not used for urination whatsoever. It has no reproductive function. It doesn't make babies or do anything. And it is mm-hmm. roughly the size of a pea. But mm-hmm. it does contain over 8,000 sensory nerve endings and is like the most sensitive part of our reproductive system. You know, this has quickly devolved into like a very helpful sex ed class for humans. Oh, I know. I wanted to just do a little bit of background because I felt like if I double duty, if I said, if I talked about the hyena clitoris, like there would be some people who maybe weren't 100% familiar with the human one and they'd be like, why is that a big deal? It's a fucking big deal because it does so many things and ours just yeah. doesn't do that much. <laughs> I think I heard somewhere that all of the um, all of the nerve endings in the human clitoris is like it, it equates to like the surface area of like a human penis. Like it's just bundled oh, up into the size of a pea. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Um, it's interesting. Fun facts, guys. Okay, so now let's get in. Now that we know a little bit more about the human one, okay, Google search yourself some clitoris. Oh, please God, just do it. Just do it. Um, let's get into the hyena, pseudopenis. So they have a clitoris. It is 90%. <laughs> this is such a weird way to say this, and I don't know how else to say it. It is 90% as long, and it is the same diameter as the hyena male penis. Uh, okay. <laughs> so that means that this clitoris, ours is, okay, keep in mind, human clitoris is the size of a pea, right? The mm-hmm. hyena clitoris is six and a half inches long and oh about God. one inch in diameter. Just be bumping that on everything. I mean, good God. <laughs> I mean, good God. <laughs> I mean, good God is right. In addition to the clitoris being there and looking like male penis, mm-hmm. female spotted hyenas also have a fused labia. If you don't know what a labia is, Google it. But it's basically the inner and outer folds of a vulva. So the, like, rose part of a vagina. You know, everyone says they look like flowers and shit. That's the labia. So the spotted hyena's labia is fused and resembles a false scrotum. Incredible. So she got D and B, but she don't. Ugh. The classic misdirection. (laughs) I mean, what the fuck? There was a guy, he he was quoted as saying, you cannot determine the sex with confidence without palpating. And, like, feeling them. Oh. They look the same. That's crazy. It, it, it's crazy. <laughs> what if your clit was six and a half inches long? It's like a weapon. He'd be knocking it on everything oh is what would happen. Oh, my God. <sighs> That's wild. So, um, is there any reason behind it? Oh, no, why there's that? so many reasons. Okay. Um, whew, okay. So, just continuing with similarities, the male and female genitals both of them have penile spines so basically if you were to touch a hyena's clitoris please don't it feels really soft like soft sandpaper but so it's like a little rough but like gentle um some other animals have larger barbs and larger spines it's thought to stimulate like ovulation when you're like scraping the inner lining of animals during reproduction um Mm -hmm. so like what the fuck she do with it god only knows but she has it um, and it is fully erectile. She can make it erect or when they're like calm or whatever, it like goes back inside, like <laughs> whatever, you know, gets small. It's like a, it's like a mace, isn't it? Got, like, the spikes <laughs> on the end. It's just like wielding that thing around you, it's, like just twirling it around. It's a mace. Yep. With malice. Good grief. Good fucking grief. 
Um, so this pseudo penis is used in a lot of different stuff. Um, they're used in behavioral greetings. So they will make their pseudo penis erect um, and like okay. smell each other's pseudo penis. It's usually used less as like a dominance thing and more as a submissive thing. So like a like a lesser male or like a lesser female will like make their penis erect so that the dominant female can be like, yeah, you got a small dick. That's right. Uh, weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're also used in social displays. Um, smelling, they have different odors, so smelling your peers. And then it said, like, in games, which I don't, I didn't delve into, like, hyena dick games, but apparently... Ah, yes! The hyena dick games. <laughs> the, the annual games. The annual hyena dick game. Welcome, everybody. Yeah. Uh, that's a thing. Oh, my God. I feel like if we were to come up with events for the hyena dick games, it would Ooh. probably be... The HDG, of course. It would probably be, um, like, fencing, obviously. Yes. And then probably also uh, maybe, like, I would say, polo? like, I was going to say, like, a ring toss. Like, if oh, everybody was good. on their back. Yes, Could there very, be a type of ring toss? Oh, I feel like pole um, vaulting is very, very good. Yes. There has to yes, be always. a fight. Like, the mace. There has to be some kind of dueling thing, right? Yeah, obviously. Um... Maybe even, like, cornhole, where they just, like, shoot out their, like, gross smell. Oh! <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. point for getting it on the target, three for in, in the, the hole. hole. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh, we could go on and on. So that's just a little bit about our new event, Hyena Dick Games. <laughs> yeah. Sign up on um, Patreon to learn more. <laughs> sponsored by Subway and Nintendo. <laughs> Dear God. You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. Okay. So back to this crazy clit. So remember oh that I said that ours has no reproductive purpose. Like, it doesn't make a baby, right? It's just there for right. sensory stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. the hyena, that is not the case. This motherfucker okay. has a urethra and a vagina in her clitoris. So she urinates, copulates, and gives birth through her clitoris. Man, she's all mixed up. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. Holy Ooh. shit. Baby comes and out of it. considering, too, yeah, and considering, too, like, how sensitive that is, like, oof, yikes. It is nightmarish. And it only gets worse. Wait till you, oh my god, wait till you hear. Okay. So, um, just situational-wise, the clitoris is higher up on the belly than a typical kind of, like, vaginal opening because she's got, like, this weird low-hanging penis. Um, Mm -hmm. So, the male has to, like, mount her, but then he also has to slide his butt up under her. So, like, they have to, like, tuck their butt under. It makes them look like they're, like, clenching their little butt cheeks um, because otherwise he can't reach. And then she has kind of, like, a... Basically, she can retract the clitoris into itself and make this opening, because otherwise it's, like, not big enough, and it doesn't really have an I opening. Feel like, I feel like the hyena clitoris is, like, the mastermind behind the entire machine. Oh, yeah. You know, like, that's, like, central. Right. Like, the, the like, main unit. Yeah. There's, like, a little alien in there just controlling everything. Yes. And it's incredible. Um, the procedure for mating is really difficult. Males have to practice several times before they're able to do it. Like, they have to practice for months. They can't, they don't get it on the right, on the first try. 
Um, and then interestingly, because of the situation of the clitoris, how it makes males are, it's so difficult. They have to be in position. They have to like stand there. Females have to wait. There is literally no rape in hyena. They, they cannot force sex. It's physically impossible for them to force a female mm-hmm. to have sex with them. Mm, that's interesting because that's usually very common in the animal kingdom. Yes. Everyone's all rapey all the time. And the hyena's like, <laughs> no. Not today. Do you think because of the difficulty males have whenever they do actually succeed, they like high five each other and they're like, it was a clinical hit. Oh my God. I do now because they listen and they found that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> if they didn't before, they do now. That's all I've ever wanted. Okay. Here's where it gets bad. It's not bad yet. It's not bad yet. Okay, cool. So, you are a hyena, and you have a giant clitoris. (laughs) Oh my god, the dream. Okay. (laughs) And you were impregnated by this male, and it took him, like, nine months to learn how to dick down. And he finally got it right. You were pregnant, and you're about to give birth through your fucking clitoris. That sucks ouch <laughs> so basically it stretches uh it becomes slack-walled the entire orifice orifice enlarges and it ruptures Mm-mm, that's a bad word it ruptures the clitoris ruptures no <laughs> i'm like in physical pain um it takes weeks to heal and then after nah. that she's kind of smooth sailing because she's broken it but basically, birth is horrible, and until they, like, break their clitoris, it's really hard. So, 60% of firstborn hyenas die because yeah, they, no doubt. like, the whole thing is just terrible for everybody. And then 15% of females die during their first time giving birth. Yikes. Um, why does this happen, then? Dude, I don't even fucking know. And the hyena, okay, hyena cubs are the largest carnivore... That had, like, the largest young to mom weight ratio. Oh, sure. Yeah, let's just add insult to injury. Right, like, make it big, and so I can squeeze it out of my clit. Um, let's call up Chuck Darwin and be like, hey, man, what the hell? Hey, remember when you did this? Why? Why did you do this, daddy? (laughs) Our almighty creator, Charles Darwin. Why did you do this? You got beef? What was was going on? That's whack, man. I don't... It is whack. It's the best way to put it. Ooh, ouch. Mm-mm. Don't like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of... God. Yeah, there's just a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. It's really cringy. Okay, so since we're just in the genitals, just in general reproduction, so they are promiscuous, the spotted, the striped or monogamous, the um, mm. spotted or promiscuous, they'll have mates with um several different males the males are submissive to the females um copulation these guys are nocturnal so it does happen at night usually away from the other hyenas and it takes anywhere from four to 12 minutes on average um which i thought was decent that's not bad (laughs) probably a lot of it is just like it's like 11 and a half minutes of positioning and then like 30 seconds (laughs) wham bam pow man uh gestation is around 120 oh my god 110 days Okay. Um, okay, so females are dominant, and they have more androgen levels. So the, Okay. Um, that androgen is a thing. I don't know. I failed chemistry. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's like a type of hormone, isn't it? Yeah, and usually in males. So um, female hyenas in general just have more androgen than they should. 
Um, and so dominant females have more androgen and thus their cubs have more androgen. So if a dominant female has dominant or her cubs, they're like going to be dominant. Um, it means the males are, or it means the females are more aggressive and it means the males usually mount females earlier. Um, like they get started Mm. sooner. Okay. Um, so just on average, a litter of cubs is anywhere from two to three males don't do anything after copulation. Um, they're about three pounds at birth, and they're actually born with their eyes open. Oh, weird. Yeah. And, um, I'm sorry, 0.2 inches long? What is that? Uh. What's that long? That's how big they are? I don't know. (laughs) That's all it says. I don't know what my notes mean. Da-da-da-da-da. Because if they're birthing that out of their clitoris, then that's, uh, marginally better. But it's three pounds and 0.2 inches long? That's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Are their eyes uh, 0.2 inches long? <laughs> what is that long? Their eyes just like a pinpoint. <laughs> oh my god. I'm here. I have no idea. I'm three pounds. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, we're going to ignore that fact because I don't even know what it's about. But, um, okay, so just to go with their gnarliness, the cubs attack each other basically from the get-go. Um, mm. and this causes the death of the weaker ones. Like, they're really, they're actually killing each other. So, siblicide, which is just a really cool word, um, Ooh, accounts yeah. for 25% of deaths in the first month. Oh, yikes. In the first month? Yeah. They come out fighting? <laughs> Dude, yes! They're born with, God. they're born with fucking teeth, homie. Okay, so... Uh, I just imagine, like, two females are giving birth, and, like, the cubs, like, as they're coming out, are, like, eyeballing each other, like, screw you, man. Yes. Oh, that's what it is. It's 0.2 inch long canines. They come out with canine teeth. Mm. That's what that is. They come out ready to fight. Yeah. So, that's really good, right? Because if you're a male, you're eliminating rivals, and then if you're a female, you're eliminating rivals, and there's more nutrients for you to grow bigger and stronger. That's so interesting. I feel like there aren't any other cats... <laughs> At least that I can think of off the top of my head that are born with their teeth. I know. Isn't that wild? Because usually you don't want that on your nipples. Yeah. And they're all like little gummy babies. I mean, he, I don't think he has all, come out, like, all his teeth. He has like his canines and like a couple other like. <laughs> it's just it's all gums and canines. But like you can't be the OG bone crusher if you're not born with some bone crushers in your mouth. That's so true. That's so true. So they fucking talk the walk. They walk the talk. They do both. They. They do both. They're always talking and walking, and don't you say any different. Don't you dare. Um, yes. I say um so much. Let me just check. Okay. So, milk, the mommy's milk, is actually the highest protein and fat content of any terrestrial carnivore. She wants to make her babies grow big and strong as soon as possible. And it works. So, cubs will nurse anywhere from 12 to 16 months, but they're already processing solids by three months. Um, they okay. have been observed marking their territory by one month old. <laughs> God, little scrappers, aren't they? Yep. Little shitheads. They um, have been hunting at eight months old. God. And okay. they're sexually mature at three years old. God. Um, so in the wild, they have been known to live upwards of 12 years in captivity, about 25. But typically males have half as long life expectancy as females. Oh, um, okay. Because their lives suck. And I'll get into that now when we talk about okay. behavior. Excellent. So, hyenas 
Uh oh, there's wooing happening upstairs. Oh, Do you hear that? that sounds like a werewolf. Oh, whoop, whoop, whoop. It's probably the fucking mailman. He hates the mailman. Um, the mailman is wooing. Good God! Someone get that man unlocked. Get that mailman out of here. Uh, okay. Hyenas are very social. Um, again, talking spotted hyenas. The striped ones live in, like, really small groups, and God only knows what the other two do. But the spotted hyena, they live in really large groups, and they're called clans. A group of hyenas is a clan. (laughs) Of course they are. That's the most badass thing I can think of. And it can be upwards of 80 hyena, which is a lot of hyena. It's a lot of bone crushing. (laughs) Fuck yeah. And the best part, they're female-dominated. How can they not be? You have a giant clit. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) So even... Like, the highest-ranking male does not rank higher than the lowest-ranking female. Oh, yikes. So it's all the girls and then all the boys. So a male can never dominate a female. Um, The only way for him to gain rank is if another male dies or if a new male joins the clan and then he gets bumped up. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. They get the shittiest food the shittiest like places to sleep their lives just generally are the worst um so (laughs) sucks to be them um females typically stay in their natal clans so if they're born into a clan they usually stay in it um so you get a lot of the same family females dominating um but then males typically leave around two and a half years in and they go and find their own clan um which of course helps with inbreeding and stuff like that Mm-hmm. In general, the clans are referred to as fission and fusion. So basically, the size and the composition of the clan changes over time. Um, so they're not always together, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So they might sleep all together, right? They're fused, they're sleeping all together. Or if they're hunting, they might separate and then they fission. So um, they're not always together, like nonstop. Sure. Um, but they are nepotistic. There's some nepotism involved. So that's why it's really helpful for the females to stay in their natal clan. Because if you're the most dominant female, you're literally, your children are instantly the most dominant female. Um, mm-hmm. So even a baby female to the most dominant male, like, instantly outranks all the males. <laughs> oh, girl. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then they also instantly outrank all the females who are submissive to their mother, even if they're their baby. Okay. But this seems to do better when mommy's there. When mommy's not there, sometimes there's some dissent and some anger <laughs> with the females. Yeah, I can see that. Um, a little bit of bullying. Yeah, just a little bit. But as long as mommy's around, then you're just like the fucking prince of Persia. I don't know. <laughs> Princess, dude. Princess of Persia. <laughs> That's so interesting. Like, yeah, the, the Princess of Egypt, <laughs> that classic film. Uh, that's so interesting. I, like, can't think off the top of my head of any other animal apart from, like, primates, maybe? Or, like, cetaceans, where that sort of matriarchy is in place. Yeah, like, I think like so strictly have a matriarchy. Oh, yeah, you're but right. But I don't right. think it's as rigid as this. Um, yeah, as far as, like, pseudo-cats go. Yeah, yeah, really. And... And like you were saying, you know, do we know why? And there's not really, we don't really know why, but we know why it's occurring. And it's because of that, um, whatever I said. That, that clit. <laughs> the androgen <laughs> levels. Oh. And just like the, 
Um, yeah, just, like, the male hormone bullshit that's, like, running through them is making them hmm. um, super aggressive and super dominant and bigger and bulkier and all that stuff. Um, that's but- interesting. You know, there's, like, always trade-offs in nature, though. Like, if an animal has, like, something really shitty as part of its life, then it usually has, like, a really good advantage somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's it. Like, these females have, like, terrible birth, but they're just, like, on top of everything else. Right. Yeah. It is. It's really yeah, interesting. Maybe that's it. Um, I, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, uh-huh. <laughs> I have no, I have no I words, agree. um, but I'm glad you brought up primates because there's actually a lot of similarities to old world monkeys in their behavior, which is really cool. weird. Um, so just in terms of like kind of size of their group, structure of their groups, uh, the way competition works and then the way co- cooperation works amongst them, it's really similar to how old world monkeys function in groups. Ooh, so interesting. They um, both recognize conspecifics. Mm-hmm. Um, they are conscious that some conspecifics and some people in the clan are more reliable than others. So they'll go out like hunting with a certain hyena because they know they're more reliable than say like lazy jane that like is so lazy oh i hate lazy jane (laughs) she never does anything in the group project she's such a fucking bitch her clit have you seen it it's tiny (laughs) it's so much tinier than my six inch one (laughs) um they can recognize third party kin and then they know the rank among the clan mates Ooh, um, interesting. They use all of this knowledge, so, like, who is subordinate to who in their social decision-making. Um, and then, just like in Old World Monkeys, the ranks are not correlated at all with size or aggression, but with your ally networks. So, if cool. you're best friends with the top dog, then you're the fucking top dog, even if you're tiny Tina. <laughs> Oh, Tiny Tina is the most popular girl in school. <laughs> because she's friends with Big Clit Karen. <laughs> oh, Big Clit Karen. <laughs> Karen rules the roost. <laughs> I love this, like, weird babysitter's club that we've made up. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but even... Oh, my God. Baby Clitter's Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That made me die. If we... If we didn't have, like, actual animal titles for these episodes, this episode would be called Baby Clitter's Club. It would, absolutely, and it would have a fucking NC-17 rating. Just the amount of times that we've said the word clit, we could not. Can you imagine you can't say that on fucking American media? They would have slaughtered us. Oh, that's its own social commentary, but we don't have time for that on this show. <laughs> so true. Um, okay, so getting back to Hyena, so even though the this, like, crazy matriarchy and all of the submissive people, overthrows are rare, um, it just is what it is, and everybody deals with it. Okay. Um, so everybody helps defend the home range, they have a territory, so they'll use vocal displays, they have a really, um, interesting and unique vocal range, I'll kind of get into that later. So they'll use vocal displays, they'll use scent marking with that gross, dirty soap, um, They'll just patrol their boundaries in general and just walk around them. And then they'll also have latrines where they're pooping and peeing in certain places on the boundaries to mark their territory. Oh, love that. Um, clans really respect each other's boundaries. Um, and they're not going to cross them because they just don't want to start shit. They even had um, like videos of hyenas who are chasing prey. And the moment that it crosses into another clan's territory, they stop dead in their tracks and walk away. 
I mean, they didn't want to get bone crushed. I feel them. <laughs> yeah. Like. God, the stakes are high. Yeah. Big click Karen fucking <laughs> is rough and tumble. And I'm with the, like, medium clit. Yeah. Casey. You're with. Yeah. Medium clit. <laughs> and I just don't want to brawl today. Yeah. And, like, tiny clit Julie is like, no, ma'am. Never. <laughs> I will never. I will never. But they actually will. If there's a food shortage and everyone's dying, they're going to cross boundaries. But, I mean. Well, I mean, that's, that's fair. That's understandable and respectable. Mm. Um, so these guys live in a den, which is kind of weird. You kind of wouldn't, you don't really think about it. You think they just, like, lay around. But they don't. They have a den, and it's communal. The whole clan uses it. Usually has upwards of 12, <laughs> what's a 12 dozen? That's a lot. A dozen. That's a lot. <laughs> Usually has a dozen entrances on the flat ground, um, but... 144 entrances. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. There's not that many. There's 12. Um, but the tunnels are ultimately just used for cubs and smaller hyenas that need to be, like, pushed underground for protection. Because um, usually they just use abandoned, like, warthog and jackal dens, so actually adult hyenas can't fit in them at all. <laughs> so they don't use them. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Um, do, do, do. Okay, intelligence. This is wicked. So, hyenas are super fucking smart. Yeah, seems like it. Um, they did some testing with cooperative problem solving, and they put mm-hmm. chimps and uh, hyenas together. Not, oh my god, not together. But they tested them the same test. Uh. Like, tested them against each other. And okay. the hyenas outperformed chimps. In cooperative. Wow. In cooperative problem solving, specifically. Ooh, that's intense. Yeah, so they wanted them to tug ropes in unison. So two hyenas or two chimps had to tug a rope in unison to earn food. So the hyenas did it pretty much instantly. They needed no training. And then when they would put a hyena in a room with one who hadn't done the test yet, the experienced hyena would show the inexperienced one how to do it almost instantly. Um, Mm. The chimps... On the other hand, required extensive training. They had to be trained how to do it, basically. And their cooperation was not easy at all, and they didn't really understand what to do at all. I feel like chimps are also, like, really greedy in that regard. Exactly. So I think it's, like, a weird test because it's just cooperation. So I think it's just mm. kind of saying, like, they're better as a team than chimps are, which I is really an easy thing for me to believe. Um, but it's yeah. still interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's crazy to think to that level of intelligence and like social interactions yeah it's crazy um and then just going further with their intelligence they have been found to be deceptive so if they are eating and they're eating and they're feeding on a carcass and if there's too many hyena one of them like will come up an alarm call to scatter them even if there's no enemies at all so that they can come and start eating Ooh, um, females have also been known to alarm call if another hyena comes and starts to attack her cubs. She'll alarm call to distract them. Okay. Which is kind of cool. And yeah. save her babies. You know, it's like, um, it's like, like, Charles Darwin, our, like, ultimate creator, right, was just making all these cats and making all these monkeys. This is, like, a joke, by the way, everyone. I know that this isn't true. But, anyways, for the sake of this... <laughs> He was just, like, doing true. all this stuff, like, making all these primates, making all these cats, and was just, like, fell asleep and was, like, coloring between, like, outside the lines and just, like, made this, like, horrible mashup monster that is the hyena. <laughs> he 
He just, like, threw a big old clit in there and just, like, threw some cooperation and threw some, like, weird body form and, like, threw some, like, bone crushing in. And it's like, oh, it's just the sloppiest, weirdest cat we've ever made. (laughs) You're trying to tell me right now that Charles Darwin did not create us? Uh Uh-oh. Hot topic. Ruining Santa right now for me? You fucking bitch. (laughs) Oh, no. He is also Santa. Spoilers. Charles Darwin populated this entire flat earth. 20... Char- 18 years ago, god damn it, and no one will tell me any different. Charles Darwin crawls down your fireplace every Christmas, dumps presents out of your tree. He puts eggs in my ovaries. <laughs> yep, and then ascends the fireplace once again and does it to the next house. And he, He's truly a nightmare man. His, um, the things that pull his sleigh are finches. <laughs> oh my god. I love him. He also comes and just like leaves hard-boiled eggs in your home. Ugh! What a trickster he is. God. What a trickster. Old Chucky D. <laughs> okay. Um, hyena. So, when you think about hyenas eating, what do you think? Do you think they're, like, hunting? Are they scavenging? What are they doing? That's a good question. I think, like, the bone-crushing aspect leads me to believe that they're scavengers. But, like, the cooperation aspect leads me to believe that they're, like, pretty good at hunting, too. So, like, maybe a combo? Yeah, yeah, definitely a combo. They're they're more prone to hunting than people think. So scavenging is kind of on the lesser end of things. Most people, mm-hmm. though, just think of them as scavengers when they are not. Um, mm. And by them, I mean spotted. <laughs> oh, the yeah, striped yeah are, the weirdos. The striped are totally scavengers. Um, so they are the most carnivorous in the hyena day in their family of four. And they are predators, and they have been known to hunt just as much as lions do. So they spend a lot of time hunting. Yeah, no doubt. They don't seem to have an exact food preference, but they usually avoid African buffalo and giraffe. Probably because their bones are the hardest to crush. Yeah, and they're also big old bitches. They're fucking huge. It's going to be hard to bring down. Yeah, they're fucking huge. Um, hyenas use all of their senses, so they have really good vision and hearing and smell. Um, mm-hmm. They will look out for vultures to see if they can find, like, newly killed prey. Um, they mm-hmm. use their sense of smell. They hear really well. They have those awesome rounded ears. They can hear a predator killing prey up to six miles away. What the fuck? Holy crap. Yeah. Just hear into your soul. What's up? And then hunting-wise, if they catch small prey, they will shake it to death. Ugh, um, but large prey, this is weird and creepy to me. They don't kill them. They just knock them down and eat them alive. Bummer. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Does it? <laughs> Why? Still, still kind of a bummer. Because, like, it takes extra energy to kill it. And if you can just, like, eat them. I feel like it's extra energy to, like, maim them enough to, like, they can't get away while you're eating them alive. I don't know. I mean, there are so many of them there. Yeah, because I think that's the thing. So, like, lions, you know, they suffocate. They grab jugulars. Like, most of the cats do Mm -hmm. that. They grab a jugular and they suffocate you. But it takes a long time to suffocate you. um, Mm -hmm. And you're kind of vulnerable when you're suffocating someone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Tell me about it. Um, But these guys, yeah, they're all just, like, maiming you until your leg is broken. And then they just chomp on you until you just bleed out or faint. Yeesh. Yeah, yeesh. But they're super good eaters. They totally splinter, bone crush, all ungulate bones. They're digesting them completely. They don't just eat bone marrow. So they're eating all the bone. God, that calcium is through the roof. Yeah. 
Um, and then interestingly, you know, they don't, you, whenever you're seeing lions with a kill, there's a lot of growling and fighting and swiping at each other. But hyenas mm-hmm. don't compete with aggression or fighting. They just compete with the speed of eating. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So of course the females in the hierarchy are going to get first dibs. Duh. Mm-hmm. But then they're not like bickering and like biting each other. It's just like, you want that piece? You better fucking go for it. Like, start eating. Um... They always start at the loins and the anal region. Of course, I always eat that butt like, first. Just like Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, then they go towards the abdomen and the soft organs. Um, after that, they go for the, uh, the lungs and the abdominal and leg muscles. And then at that point, the carcass is loose enough to be just disassembled and everyone kind of grabs a piece and bolts. Good grief. Um, 35 adult hyena can eat an adult zebra entirely in 36 minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. 30. Oh, wait. What? Why did I write that? I don't know. Yep. Which one is it? I don't know. 35 adult hyena can eat an adult zebra in 36 minutes. Completely. God. Like, he gone. It's like this, like, fucking land piranha. What the fuck? Oh, my God. That What a grisly scene at the Golden Corral. (laughs) Like, what a sloppy buffet. Seriously. Oof. Like, did you just disassemble our buffet? Yeah, I did. And I ate his ass <laughs> and, first. Like yeah, a lady. What happened, to all the pa- what happened to all the pans that were here? Did you eat those too? <laughs> like, yeah, I did. Yes. With my bone-crushing jaws. God. Um, so, there's lots of videos of, like, lions and hyenas dicking around. The, well, they're in the same exact fucking niche, which sucks. Um, yeah. So they're the number one competitors of each other. Um... Although there's lots of videos that looks like hyenas scavenge from lions and all that stuff, lions are actually more known to steal from hyenas. Um, there was a study mm. where they played sounds of hyenas feeding, and fucking lions always showed up, and they followed those calls. So they pretty mm. much are, are the lazy kitty cats. Um, and then if a lion does show up, they sometimes wait for the lion to fuck off. They'll just let him mm-hmm. eat their fill and go away. Or if they're brave enough, they'll eat just alongside the lion. If everybody gets a piece, then no big deal. Um, But at night, when the hyena is more brave because they're nocturnal, they might even try to scare off a um, a lion. Oh, interesting. Um, Hyenas will also go after cheetah and leopard kills. I mean, they're going to go after if you see something, somebody with like a bag of chips in their hand and you're like starving, you wouldn't be like... Ugh, none for me. No, you're going to fucking fight that kid for those chips. Um, yeah, always. So if there's a cheetah, the cheetahs are just going to run. We talked about them before. They don't defend themselves. Um, but leopards usually do defend. But they're going after smaller kills than what hi- lions and hyenas typically go for. So it's kind of just like mm-hmm. chump season for them. Um, yeah. And then, like I said, the spotted hyena is the largest. So there's some places where the spotted and the brown hyena overlap. And some places where the spotted and the striped overlap. And the spotted always dominates over those other species of hyena. Um, (laughs) There's, like, this really funny thing where I guess they had, like, someone was looking at or studying or doing something. And a brown hyena came up and um, was growling at the spotted hyena and, like, trying to aggress on them. (laughs) And they said that the spotted hyena acted, quote, bewildered (laughs) and then, like, attacked them and scared them off. Like, they just, like, hey, man. got this, like, hey, man, what the hell? confused look on their face, like, oh, you're trying to, oh, you're trying to fucking fight me? <laughs> That's funny. And then just Have you seen your clit? <laughs> like, it's whack. Me? My clit on point. 
Me, I'm Ty's bug. <laughs> My clit is Ty's bug. Okay, so these guys are super social, so they have a lot of different ways of communicating because they have to talk to each other somehow. There's a lot of posturing, um, which is just kind of typical posturing that you would expect when they're afraid their ears go flat, they're going to bare their teeth, their little mane is going to get flat, and they're going to even lower their hindquarters even more. Um, but then if they're aggressive, they're standing up straight, their ears are up, their mane is up, that sort of stuff. But they have a really extensive vocal range, which is what people are usually familiar with. They have Mm -hmm. things described as whoops, grunts, groans, yells, whines. Uh, the cub talking to its mom is called a squitter. And then the thing that everybody is familiar with is actually referred to as a giggle. Um, and a giggle is not fun and laughing. (laughs) They only use the giggle in really high-stress situations, typically when they're running away from a kill that was taken by lions, or if they're being tried to be, like, predated on by lions, um, then they will use that giggle. Oh, oh no. So all their whoops, which are, like, their, I think, main source of, like, communication, are unique. You can tell... Not you, because you can't. They can tell the hyena's age. I mean, maybe I can. God. (laughs) Um, They can tell the hyena's age from the pitch, and they can tell the frequency of, or they can tell the rank of that hyena in its clan by the frequency of its whoops. Holy crap. Yeah, so the whoop tells all. The whoop tells all. Whoop. Crazy. Um, And then just, like, lions, like I was saying. um, So they're going to giggle when they're frightened there were some um lions found that were just like there was like a male lion that followed hyenas and just like killed two of them and then didn't even eat them and like ran away so there's some kind of like just like rage like yeah it's a match. yeah um so they do kind of go after each other but um just a little bit hyenas are really good though they hunting they kind of divide and conquer sort of thing um, I did say that, you know, they don't go after a giraffe, but they have been known to kill a hippopotamus, which is fucking gnarly. Oh, that's a weird choice. Yeah, I feel like Hippos are mean. once you, like, rip open its butt and start eating its intestine while it's alive, it's kind of game over. That's true. Just saying. Okay, knowing all that you know now about the hyena and the four species mm-hmm. of hyena, what would you think mm-hmm. their conservation situation is? Ding! Mm. I'm gonna say Threatened. No, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so yeah, they're not that bad. So the spotted and the aardwolf are both least concerned. And then the okay, striped and the brown are both near threatened. Okay. So everybody's got pretty big ranges and they're pretty frequent. The biggest thing is that they're persecuted by people and people just fucking kill them and poison them all the time. And then, of course, mm-hmm. habitat loss. Um, their skin is illegally traded and some of their body parts are used for traditional medicine, but a lot mm. of it is just poisoning. Um, they're known as grave robbers, which isn't even true. And there's all these like crazy superstitions about them being evil and all this crazy stuff. So people just, yeah, I think I was watching a documentary once. Yeah. That said something like hearing a hyena is like hearing the cries of a dead person or something. And that's fucked up. Like, yeah. It's like, that's not true. It's just a hyena. <laughs> just a hyena making a hyena noise. Um, going, ah! And there's some issues too with the pet trade. People in foreign countries um, steal Want them, a hyena? and yeah, they literally like drive around with hyenas in their passenger seats of their cars. Like, oh my fucking god, that's a poor choice. Bad move, dude. Like, I don't condone owning an animal like that to begin with, but a hyena of all of them. Yeah, 
Mr. Bone Crusher. Butt. I'm sorry, Mrs. Bone Crusher. You're so right. She's gonna eat your butt, and then she's gonna eat your butt bones, and then she's gonna give birth to your butt baby out of her clit. <laughs> into your butt cavity. <laughs> Back into your butt. Ah! Ugh, not good. No, it's not. Um. Okay, can you think of any hyenas in the media? Yeah, because there's like the most famous hyenas ever in the media. Diggity duh, Lion King, yo. Diggity duh. Yeah, man. Shinzi, Bonsai, and Ed. They are that fucking terrible trio. Um, they are spotted hyenas. They have spots in the film, so that's that makes sense. That's on point. Um, and the movie actually does a really good job of representing them. Um, they actually are not worthless henchmen. They actually do a really good job. They do everything that they're supposed to do, um, and mm-hmm. everything that they fail at is was out of their control. Like. Um, Simba goes into the thorns and they can't fit through. Um, they did drive the stampede just like they wanted to, and, um, it did kill Mufasa, so that worked. Um, and- Spoilers, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mufasa's <laughs> motherfucking dead, y'all. Aww. Um, and then Shenzi is the leader, and she's the female. She's played by Whoopi Goldberg, and she's the, the leader of the entire- hyena clan which is over 200 hyena in the movie um and she's the most vocal she um also doesn't really just look out for herself she always is looking out for the clan in the film she allies to scar just because she wants to provide for her clan um she Mm -hmm. lies straight up to his face and tells him that simba's dead when she knows he's not just to make sure that her pride gets into the pride lands oh i'm sorry her clan (laughs) into the pride lands Mm-hmm. And then she's the one that tells him, like, hey, there's no food or water left. Like, she's not really scared of Scar. She speaks up for her clan. And then at the mm-hmm. end, when he's like, yo, this is fucked up, da-da-da-da-da, she's like, hyenas, kill this man. He betrayed us. Um, and betrayed the Ooh. lions. And she kind of, I don't know, they straight up murder him. <laughs> like, I think Simba pushes him off the cliff, but the hyenas are the one that rips him to shreds, so... That's some uh, that's some big clit energy if I've ever heard it. Yeah, they eat Scar alive. If you <laughs> if you haven't been paying attention, um, the hyenas eat Scar alive at the bottom of a flaming pride rock. Yeah, it's dope. You know what? She had the biggest clit. Oh, Shenzi, it's out of this world. <laughs> so big, out of this world. So yeah, that was like a pretty good portrayal in that movie. I mean. And even, That's kind of funny, too. I feel like they, like, portrayed Ed pretty well then, too, huh? Well, they, like, say that Ed's dumb, but actually he just communicates or, like, using only pure vocalizations. But in the movie, they, yeah. like, they're communicating and, like, her and Bonsai will say something and then, like, they wait and Ed will say something and then they make a decision. Like, they're still asking him for his opinion. And there's even times when I think it's, like, Simba's getting away or something and Bonsai and um, Shinzi are arguing, and Ed's like, hey, like, Simba's getting away. Like, he's actually not dumb. He just communicates differently. Ah, oh, I love it. The unsung heroes of The Lion King. I know. I want to go back and rewatch it with this new, I know. like, new view on life. But there's even the part two, like, um, when they're doing, when they're about to scare the herd into the ravine, um, Bonsai's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like, we should do it now. And Shinzi's like, no, dude, wait. And she, like, calls it, and she's the one that does it su- su- successfully by waiting. Love it. Just like Love world's it. best hyena. World's best portrayal of a hyena. I know. Damn. Um, other than that, there's not a whole lot. I mean, I didn't really go that deep because I already had an hour's worth of information because hyenas yeah. are fucking insane. Yeah. But I think you're right. It's BCE. It's big clit energy through and through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so cool. Like, uh, that's so cool. There are some animals that are big yuck energy, but this is not one of them. Not even in the slightest. 
Um, so, oh. do you ha- oh, sorry. I was just gonna say they're pretty yucky, but, like, I still like them. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of crazy. Um, so TLDL, a hyena is a carnivore in the Filiforma suborder, sub- so they are a cat-like carnivore. Um, there's only four species of hyena, they're all in the same family, hyena day. There is the brown, the striped, the spotted, and then the aardwolf is weirdly with them. Um, mm-hmm. Hyena live in a matriarchal society where the females are dominant over all males. Mm-hmm. The females have a pseudo penis, which is a enlarged clitoris that is external, and then they have fused labia that <laughs> looks like a scrotum. Cool, good for them. Um, they got big hearts, and it helps mm-hmm. them do good in all things. Oh, that's sweet. We give back to the community. <laughs> um, giving birth through the clit is hard, and a lot of people die because of that. Yeah. Uh, spotted hyenas are hunters. They're predators. They're not scavengers. They kill a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. They fight lions for food. Um, they work together. The males eat last. Girls win all the time. They're very- Girls rule, boys drool. Amen. Um, That's really what it is. They're really, really, really fucking crazy smart. And they have a lot of different ways of communication, a lot of different unique vocals. But the laughing hyena is not laughing. He's scared that he's going to get his ass eaten by something and he's running away. <laughs> that is My butt. That is what that means. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, if you, that was so good. If you just so listen to the TLDL, like, rewind. You need to listen to this whole thing because... Just because. Yeah, it was action-packed. It was full of info. There's a l- I didn't know a lot of that stuff. That was so cool. I didn't either, and I was overwhelmed by it all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought it was it was very interesting. I think our patrons did an amazing job picking our first topic. Yeah, I was just going to say, thank you guys so much. Like You obviously steered us in the right direction. Yes, loves of my life. Um, so mm-hmm. if you guys don't know, we do have a Patreon now. It is patreon.com slash keeperchat. You guys can check it out. We have one tier, and that tier gets you access to bonus content, which we will be recording later. It's not up yet. Uh, um, access to giveaways, access to bonus content, and then voting for all of these episodes. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll put up another suggestion thread um, for Fauna for your episode next week. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll be open-ended. Mine was literally just like, what animal? But we might steer it sometimes, depending on our mood. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. Um, that's yeah, all. and you're not going to want to miss out on that bonus content. We have some really cool, really fun things planned. We do. And all of the money that we receive from our patrons is going right back into our podcast. Yes. So we're looking at like upgrading some of our equipment so that we have better sound quality. Uh, we're looking at investing in some like really cool prizes for giveaways and stuff like that. Yes. So rest assured, like we're... Really doing some fun stuff in the future, and we want to, like, give back to all of you. Yes, and we thank you so much for the people who are already supporting us. You're amazing. Um, we mm-hmm. sent out some magnets. I think people are getting them soon. Um, so we appreciate all of you so, so much. Um, so so thanks, everyone, for joining us this week. We hope that you learned cool stuff about clits and had a good time hanging out with us. <laughs> yeah! If you enjoyed this episode, again, check out our Patreon. Check out our Instagram. We're going to post pictures. Hopefully none of them get, like... I don't know, removed, flagged. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
Aww. We have a Twitter. We have a Facebook. Just Google Keeper Chat. You're, we're going to be on there. We're on everything. Please subscribe. Rate and review us on iTunes. Email us that you love us. I don't care. Engage. We love you. Um, if you didn't like it, maybe just keep it to yourself because it makes me feel bad when I hear about it. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Flora cries. I cry every time. Um, so that's the end of this episode next week. Like I said, it's going to be a super surprise unless you're a patron and then you get to determine what it is. And Fauna will be back and present her animal. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready, guys. Get your clit ready. Get it out. Get it ready. All right, (laughs) fools. Bye. Stay grimy.